Welcome to the Faith at Work Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Jim Melvin, and I welcome you to join me as we turn to Scripture for light and hope in a dark and troubled time. In this time of turmoil and upset, we're going to let God's Word guide us to a place where the light still shines brightly. This week, I'll focus on how God's light dwells in the world and how Jesus calls us to become beacons to people who are living in darkness. We begin with a reading from Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And a reading from John. Jesus spoke to his disciples, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And a final reading from Matthew. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that may, they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The other day I took advantage of the sunny fall weather and went for a bike ride in the country. As I rounded a corner on a tree-lined country road, I came face to face with an expanse of sunflowers stretching to the horizon in front of me. Now I use the expression face to face because each of those thousands of flowers had its face uplifted to the sun in worship and awe of its light. You could see them absorbing energy and life. I stopped for a worship-filled moment of my own, a moment of awe, and soaked up that energizing sunlight. Light is vital to us and to every living thing, both the physical light that emanates from our sun and the spiritual light that shines into our souls. In the first chapter of the Bible, in Genesis, in his first act of creation, God speaks light into existence to push back the darkness and chaos that it previously ruled. And God saw that the light was good. Each of us, when we emerge from the darkness of the womb, experience light. And we knew, we felt, that it was good. All life on earth originates from the light of the sun. All life on earth is sustained by the sun. Through the miracle of photosynthesis, the sun's energy is stored in living plants. 
and we consume those plants and the energy fuels our bodies. Millions of years ago, the energy harnessed by plants was stored in coal and oil and gas, which we burn to fuel industry and heat our homes. Today, we take that uh, light directly in solar panels and create that energy that fuels industry in our homes. All of this originates from the light of the sun, that light that God spoke into existence in the beginning of all things. But darkness and chaos remain. Physical darkness flows in around us every night at sunset. Our primitive ancestors huddled around fires to push back the darkness. We retreat to our homes and flick on a light switch. Let there be light. We also experience the metaphorical darkness of war, natural disasters, famine, and disease, and we huddle together waiting for the darkness to pass. The people of ancient Israel experienced many such times, but their darkness inevitably passed. They survived. The prophet Isaiah spoke of the people emerging from desperate times when he said, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. On them, light has shined. God is faithful. God keeps on creating light. One of my favorite times of worship has always been the Christmas Eve candlelight service. Now, as a pastor, I had the advantage of standing up in front of the sanctuary, lighting my own candle from the Christ candle next to me, and I shared my flame with the ushers, and then I could watch that light spread throughout the darkened sanctuary, illuminating the faces of the worshipers with a warm glow. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and there it was in front of me. Every religious tradition that I know of has its own way of celebrating light. In Judaism, Hanukkah, the festival of lights, is celebrated by lighting eight candles of the menorah. Now this ritual goes back to the time when the Jews cleansed the temple in Jerusalem after it had been desecrated by the Greeks. According to the tradition, the candles were to be kept burning for eight days. But because of the economic hardship that the people had been experiencing under foreign domination, there was only enough olive oil to last for one night. Miraculously, the candles burned for eight days. So during Hanukkah, the Jewish people light the candles of the menorah to remember and celebrate the power of God to overcome the darkness. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. In Islam, no images of God are permitted. Light, however, is an acceptable representation of God. Lamps made of ceramic, metal, and stained glass are illuminated in mosques as signs of the presence of God. The Quran states, God is the light of the heavens and earth. His light is like this. There is a niche, and in it a lamp, the lamp inside a glass, a glass like a glistening star, fueled from blessed olive trees, from neither east nor west, whose oil almost gives light even when no fire touches it.
light upon light. God guides whoever he will to his light. Jesus identifies himself with this light of God. He said to his disciples, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This explains the Christ candle that I referred to in the Christmas Eve service. A Christ candle stands in front of the sanctuary as a continual flickering reminder that God has sent light into the world. And it is a light that darkness cannot overcome. God is light. Jesus is light. But there is another important dimension of this light. It spreads. It spreads to us. That is why Jesus says to his disciples that they are now the light of the world. They have become like sanctuary lamps to those who still walk in darkness. Jesus told the disciples that they should never hide that light. They should let it shine before the world. They were to let their light shine through their loving actions in the world so that others would be drawn to this light and glorify God, its divine source. Now Jesus' words apply to each and every one of us who used to walk in darkness upon whom light now shines. We are now the light of the world. Through our acts of mercy and loving kindness, we are the ones who bring light into the darkest corners of the world. What does that mean for us? How do we let our light shine? First, in order for us to be shining lights in the world, it's important for us, like that field of sunflowers I saw, to turn our faces to the sun. We can intentionally seek the good. Paul put it so well in his letter to the Philippians. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. And the God of peace will be with you. Now, I was struggling with coming up with examples that I could share to illustrate what Paul was saying. It dawned on me that the reason for my struggle is that examples of light are innumerable. There is so much that is pleasing, commendable, and excellent. I don't know where to start. I guess I really did start by sharing that sunflower moment that I experienced on my bike ride. That was a pure light moment. I read a story recently about a young black man in Mississippi who was pulled over by a state trooper for burnt-out brake lights. The officer came up to the car and asked the young man if he knew that he had a taillight out. The young man replied that he did, but he was late for work and hadn't had time to fix it. The officer asked the young man to step out of the car. 
Now you know where the story is going. Or do you? The officer knelt down and stuck his head under the dashboard. The young man thought he was searching for drugs. But the trooper came up smiling at the young man and said, Your brake pedal switch was stuck. Get in and pump the brakes. Sure enough, the lights worked. The problem was solved, and the officer said, Y'all have a good day at work. There are even some uplifting stories from public life. When Justice Ruth Ginsburg died recently, people from all sides of the political spectrum honored her and told stories of what a dedicated, respectful, and honorable person she was. It also came to light that she and Antonin Scalia had enjoyed a long-time friendship, although they were ideological opposites and usually disagreed on the cases that faced them. Their relationship shines simply as a light into a usually divided world. In the midst of the COVID crisis, I think of thousands upon thousands of scientists and researchers around the world who are working night and day, neglecting their personal lives to find a vaccine and treatments for this life-threatening disease. Sure, it's their job. But I know that most of them are motivated not by money or fame, but by a desire to save lives. And on the front lines, medical workers risk their lives to care for the sick and the dying. I could go on to list teachers, the people who grow and prepare our food, and people who provide all kinds of necessary services for us, and on and on, who are lights in the world. Here's a little exercise to try. Sit down with a piece of paper and start writing down all the sources of light in your life. Think of the people who inspire you or enlighten you. Think of the blessings you have in life, like a home and a loving family. Imagine the things that you look forward to in the future or when you just get up in the morning. Take a drive out in the country and take in the natural beauty of God's creation. You might even try to find a sunflower field like I did. Soak up some light. As Paul said, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Focus on them. Believe it or not, there's even light to be found in social media. Go on Facebook, and when you find a positive posting, like it. React with one of those little heart or thumbs up emojis. Find something negative? Ignore it. Try to develop your own positive posts. Post beautiful pictures and uplifting stories. I invite you to go to my Facebook page, The Peaceful Heart, and post anything positive. Picture, Bible verse, inspirational saying. That's all that's there. Let there be light on Facebook. In addition to looking for sources of light, we can become sources of light. Jesus said, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. Just as there are innumerable examples of light in the world, there are innumerable possibilities for us to be lights. We can be good parents, we can be faithful friends. We can work hard at our jobs. We can be good-natured and friendly to the people we meet.
take out that list again and write down ways that you can be a light to the world. I think that the most powerful way that we can be a light in the world is the simplest. In all that we do, we can strive to be positive. Instead of looking for chances to criticize others, it is within our power always to look for the good in others, to let their light shine. My mother used to say, if you can't find anything good to say about someone, don't say anything at all. But I've found that there is always good to say about everyone. Be the light. People are naturally drawn to the light. So far, we've only been talking about the light that comes from without and our good works as examples of light in the world. The true light of Christ, or the true light that other religions talks about, comes from within. There is a light of God that shines within us. This is the light of our being, which cannot be perceived with our eyes, but only through our spiritual practice, such as prayer and meditation and opening our hearts. The inner light of God, or the light of Christ, is accessible to everyone. Now, you don't need to practice mysterious rituals in order to experience it. What is important is just to provide some space for that light to shine. Jesus, we are told, would go off by himself to pray. It's a helpful spiritual practice for us to carve out a quiet time of solitude, if only for a few minutes each day. Close your eyes. Let your mind clear. Take a few relaxing breaths. And repeat the following. On the in-breath, may God's light, on the out-breath, shine within me. On the in-breath, may I be a light, on the out-breath of the world. Relax and repeat these words for five minutes or for as long as you feel comfortable. Let the light shine within and without. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine. The darkness cannot overcome it. Amen. May God bless you and keep you. May God's light shine upon you and give you peace. This light.